Hi, and welcome to the Official Laughs Podcast. My name is Estefania Lacayo, and along with Samantha Tams, we founded the Latin American Fashion Summit, a global platform for Latin American fashion and design. In our podcast sessions, we aim to bring you enriching and inspiring conversations with designers, entrepreneurs, leaders, activists, and newcomers, and share their powerful stories with you. Thank you for being here. We hope you enjoy the following conversation. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another last podcast. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce to you Marta Graf and Dani Gomez Ortigosa, founders of the Bazaar Free Good since 2018. The Bazaar Free Good consists of a community of women who come together once a year to help create better conditions for children worldwide by supporting different organizations. The event consists of a bazaar for which clothing and accessory brands and people donate pieces to sell during a one-day event at the Miami Design District in order to donate all the profits to the organizations they choose to support. Marta is a Brazilian-American influencer, content creator, and entrepreneur. With vast experience in the fashion industry, Marta has worked with brands such as Tiffany & Co., Palm Angels, Isabel Moran, Ronnie Cobo, among many others, and she's also one of our Laughs Ambassador, as well as Dani. Dani's a Mexican-American multimedia artist who believes in the power of braiding with intention and in tracing the invisible thread that braids us together. She works with rituals exploring hair as a form of art and communication after working in the fashion industry for many years. The main concern of her practice is finding ways to mend the social fabric after having lived in five different countries where she realized how the perception of the other is molded by an abstract understanding of ethnicity, nationality, and geography. In 2018, she co-founded the Bazaar for Good with Marta as a way to braid together the community in Miami. In this podcast, I will talk to Marta first and with Danny right after. Welcome, Marta, to the Laughs Podcast. I'm thrilled to have you here today, and I'm thrilled to have Laughs joining forces with you guys for the first year. Welcome. Marta, I'm so excited to have you here today to, for you to share everything, all, all the wonderful things that you guys have been doing for the Bazaar for Good. And I really want you to tell all of us about, about this amazing cost that you created. I'm very excited to tell you all about it. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I started with Daniel, the Bazaar for Good. We started this together in 2018 uh, after a trip I took to India. So I went to India in reality to do an Ayurvedic retreat, I would say. I was always, you know, very curious about Ayurveda and I went to a spa and I really, really relaxed. Uh, I think at a time it was a stressful period to me, uh, particularly because I was trying to get pregnant and I could not. But I mean, I could not like it, it was seven years trying and, you know, I was very frustrated about that and thinking something was wrong with me. So I just went to India. I took off. I went by myself and I just went for two weeks. I was in silence. I was at this retreat and somebody sent me a text saying, you cannot leave India without going to this project. And I had no idea what project that was. I made a quick research and it ended up being the project that has changed me and have, I have started philanthropy because of that visit to that particular school in India. And that was, hold on. First of all, thanks for sharing um, your <laughs> pregnancy. I feel like it's 
we need now more women to open up about it because it's a big struggle many of us have gone through. I, I went for it personally. So thanks for sharing, because I feel like when you're going through that, it feels very lonely. Um, tell me about, so you get, you go to that school in India and what city, what is it, what were they doing that made you, that, that had such an impact in your life? So I was in Rishikesh at first and I didn't even know where I know I, I knew I was next to the Himalayas. I was very, you know, in a different area. And I did see that that school was in a completely different town. Uh, it's close by to a city where they call like the Silicon Valley of India, you know, and it was a very rural area. Um, I can't recall right now the exact name of that village because it's a very small village. And I got there. First, I called and I said, I am a Brazilian. I'm coming from the U.S. and I'm visiting India. And I was told about your project. And I just said, can I come visit, you know? And they said, absolutely, we would love to have you. So everything started coming to place in a very easy manner and very effortless. I didn't have to have any connections. They just hosted me. And I arrived at the school. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was going to see. And when I stepped in that school and I saw the faces of these hundreds of kids from age to four till 18, hundreds singing to me because they sing to the visitors, these children, they make, you know, feel, they give you a feel of what it is to be there. I just melted and I just, everything made sense. I was there. I was trying to have a child. I saw these hundreds of, of little kids, some of them orphans, some not getting a very amazing education from the age of four, including learning English. So this school, what is cool about it is an Indian doctor that went and lived his life in London. He was a doctor in the UK and he came back to India and he said, I want to change the reality of my country. And that's what I can do. I'm going to fund this school. And he started this and slowly his project has a differential because it is, it is very effective when you think about, they take the child of a village that, you know, poverty levels under the poverty level, which means under a dollar a day, that's what that home makes. And they take one child per family to offer an education from the age of four, but they don't just give them an education for a while. It's from the first day of school until the first day of work they're employed. So through college, through uh, first their first job. And today they have kids in, you know, JP Morgan, Bank of America, a lot of uh, places in the US because they really get an amazing education. So that system to me was the first time that I saw it. And it, it, it was to me something very new. And immediately I knew that I wanted to get involved. So you come back to Miami. Uh, you're living in Miami at this point already. Yes, yes. It's been um, 10, 10 years. It's going to be 11 years that I'm in Miami. So you come back to Miami um, with this huge, amazing experience that you've lived. And what do you go back to Danny and you tell her to do something? How how was the Bazaar for Good created at that moment? <laughs> 
It was, it's funny because I've been working with brands uh, for many, many years with fashion for many, many years. So I started as a model when I was very young. I did not like that job. I stopped it. I did it for a few months and I then became a buyer later on. I, I worked for Harvey Nichols in Turkey. So I had, you know, five years of knowing uh, retail also, not only, you know, many aspects of the industry. And I created relationships, but I just didn't know what to do with all those uh, relationships that I've created, as well as the amount of things that I was already getting at that time, because I moved to Miami and I became, I started my social media, like everyone else, as soon as Instagram started, I was already posting fashion. I was already doing my thing. I was already posting looks. I created that website at that at the time. I was talking about fashion. I was leaving it. So I just got so many clothing at that time. And I'm talking about 2015. That's when I really, I said, I need to do a bazaar. I need to get all this clothing and just donate. But it was, at the beginning, it was my clothing. So I came back and I spoke to Danny. And uh, I said, you know, let's do something. She said, said, absolutely. But let's also ask other women to come and join us. Not only, you know, because if it was only my closet, it would be a smaller scale. So slowly we were just asking women in Miami what they could donate, how they could come uh, together, you know, to create an event that could raise funds for this particular school in India. And at the time, it was funny because she didn't care. She, she, she said, you know, we can help any country. Because honestly, I didn't know what, if people would accept the fact that I wanted to raise funds to India, you know, in the U.S. And nobody cared. We just created the bazaar. And the first one, it was literally having people donating their own things. And then just a few brands that came together, very small brands, a lot of them from Latin America, a lot of them that today I know have grew, they have grown too. And we did the first bazaar like that. So Danny and I have now this hundreds of women, you know, that are involved. And we also started involving brands that to me is the most amazing thing because brands always have something to give, right? That's what I always, I always wondered. And what do they do with the stuff that they don't sell? You yeah. guys have done a wonderful job um, in building also a community because it all started, yes, like you're saying in 2018, you and Danny, but now it's a big group from what I, you know, now I'm very excited that Laughs is one of your partners, but it's many partners that you guys have now. And also many women uh, have a big voice and use their voice for good that has joined forces with you guys, right? Like tell us a lot about, about this whole now new community that you've created through the years. Yes, it is a lot of people. And I also recognize the faces uh, that we have put together uh, during Laughs and Mm-hmm. Also, your event made me also click, you know, I should get this girl. And a lot of the girls that are not, that I'm reaching out to, I'm just saying to them that I always believe that when we get together, we can do so much more. So I always ask, I named the bazaar with Daniel, the bazaar for good is not the Marta Graf bazaar or Daniel's bazaar. It's we wanted to just create a name. So anybody that gets in can feel that they are building this with us. Everybody that wants to, has to feel a part of it, you know, and somehow it doesn't need to be, they don't need to be a brand. They could be a doctor, uh, a professor, a scientist. We, we're getting people from so many different areas 
because there's always something that that person can offer. So we go to a specific person and we ask them, what can you offer? What can you add to this cause? And in this way, it's just growing into so many different ways, you know, uh, uh, there's not not anymore just only a bazaar it's it's talks it's an exchange uh, it's is networking of course you're meeting new people there you're listening to these uh, forums and panels we have with guests and you're getting to know people that you didn't before so it's almost like oh getting together for this daily event because the main I feel like the main reason why we created this, I shared with Dania at the beginning, I didn't, I don't like the gala fundraisers anymore. I think they're a bit outdated. And we yeah. wanted to just think, yeah, more modern and more fun that people could come during the day. And, you know, it's a lot of work. It's definitely like a lot more work than to do a sit down selling tables. You do get, you know, more, I would say you can raise more funds in that kind of thing. But at the same time, the galas, you see them spending a lot with champagne and food. And that doesn't make sense to me. I just don't want to do that. No, I agree. And I do agree with you. Like when many, especially women join forces for something bigger than us, it's unbelievable the magic that could come out of it. Uh, Marta, so I know that Camila uh, Coelho is collaborating with you guys this year for the first time, correct? Yes, Camila joined us um, for the first time because she has her own bazaar. She used to live in Boston and she used to do it there. And it would just, you know, a lot of uh, the community in Boston or some people would even travel to go there because she was selling the things that brands give to her as gifts. And she, for the last two years, didn't do her event. So everything had accumulated. She has two big containers. She decided to join us and do the bazaar together. So that, you know, again, we are joining forces and we're going to have a lot of Camila's things. I've seen them. I've opened the boxes with her. A lot of beautiful things. We're very, very happy to have her. I'm super excited to shop the bazaar. Now, so first it started by you guys donating the product to the school. Now that I started um, collaborating with you guys just a few months ago, um, I've noticed that now it's many more other countries. Like this year, you guys are, the profits are going to... Uh, Venezuela, Colombia, and Mexico, which ones are they? Yeah, yeah, and Brazil. What we noticed is, well, the, obviously the event is growing. And I think when sometimes when you give a big sum to a certain project, uh, we, can, we can't really follow through or maybe they're not ready for, for that. Or we wanted to get bigger um, organizations that we can have long-term a long-term relationship with them. But we also thought, okay, what is Miami? Miami is all Latin America together. Miami is Mexico, is Venezuela, is Colombia, is Brazil, and so many others that are not included in this year's bazaar. But we wanted to get those people to, because so many brands, I have noticed, Estefania, so many brands from beautiful brands from Venezuela. I saw them at LAFS as well, from Colombia, but amazing beautiful things. And I wanted them to also be a part and also feel, okay, we're also helping out our country by participating, you know, at this event. Mm -hmm. And we decided to put all these women together from different countries because that's what Miami is, is this mix of cultures and people. Yeah. So I think we're going to keep doing that. This is the yeah. first year that we do more than one country and we'll yeah. see how it goes. 
So I'm actually going to continue this conversation with Danny asking, but for, for a person, for, um, and I'm going to send a newsletter and I'm going to create a post with all the details on the day of the event and the time, how to get involved. But for, awesome. for everyone that's listening to us, that is a brand or a retailer or, or an inf- or a content creator that has a lot of clothes, like, are there mm-hmm. any specifications of how they need to get up to get involved? How can they get yes. involved? So the the way to do is first of all I always ask people to donate as with with care. You you don't want to give something that is worn out or it doesn't have a sleeve or is defected. So really have, you know, have some some care with what you're giving, give it with love and don't give the rest, you know, give the things that you would actually still wear it. So this is how I like to curate this and we are accepting, we do accept things from friends. You know, I think we're going to have uh, a lot of friends that want to give, you know, good items that they, they kept with good conditions and they can email us. And from there we go, we do a little curation. We talk to that person. We have a team of girls right now since the donations are getting, you know, the volume is getting bigger. We have a team of girls curating. So if we think that the donation is good for the event, we'll accept it. And from all the brands participating, the same thing. They have to donate a minimum of 20 pieces. And that's in order for us to make a rack for them, a space for them. So their things is not, you know, mixed with other things. So they have a little curated space. So 30 pieces, we can make a nice rack. And I'm telling you, these things fly. People line up outside. Line, line out outside I've seen pictures. I'm so excited. The prices are good and it's an opportunity. The main, the, 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 the thing here is not to come back home with any goods, you know, left. So at the end of the bazaar, we just want to sell and we we're not putting high prices just, you know, to be able to help this causes the maximum we can. So anybody wants to donate should just email us. It's hello at fashionforgood.org. Perfect. So I'm actually going to give them a lot of details, but by the way, I can't, I'm super, by the way, I'm, I'm so, it's incredible what you guys have created and how fast it's grown clearly because it has a soul and a wonderful classification. And that's what made me, you know, when you, I'm super honored that you guys reached out to us because. Oh yeah. We're big fans of you. (laughs) Because I think there's a million things like my head spins and I'm like, oh my God, we need to create now a bazaar for good in every summit. Oh my God, there should be an insight. I absolutely agree. My head spins all day long and I'm like, oh my God, we need to do this. (laughs) We need to link it to this charity. But anyways, that's a different conversation for another day. So I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for telling you about what you're doing. We'll share this with the rest of the community because I want everyone to find a way to get involved and support wonderful. a wonderful cause. Thank you so much. And thank you for making us a part of your beautiful podcast. I'm a big fan. Thank you, Marta, for joining us today. And now welcome, Dani. Thank you so much, Estefania. Super happy to be here. So for all of those that are listening to us, to this wonderful podcast, tell us a little bit about who you are so that then we can continue with everything amazing that you and Martha are doing. Well, uh, my name is Daniel Gomez Ortigosa, and I understood a long time ago that fashion was a window into so many deeper messages. And so I started using it as, as this entry point towards messages that are all about intention. Um, I created this presence on Instagram, which is Journey of a Brave, 
And it's all about breathing with intention because breathing is one of those things that unites us all across ethnicities, across religions, across societies, geography. It's a constant. And so my practice is all about tracing the invisible thread that braids us together. And in a way, the Bazaar for Good is also part of this practice because it's all about putting together the community and building something stronger, making the unit be so much stronger just by adding the collective, which is what I believe in the most. And that's what I love so much when you guys reached out to me um, just a few months ago, uh, right before the summit, they were like, oh, let's join forces. I was like, great, amazing timing. But I want to do it because I love it, because I love it about what you just said, community, collaborating. I think if we don't, whoever is not doing that these days, I think is completely not going to be relevant as a platform, as a business, as an NGO. What is it that, um, I already asked Martha about this, about the beginnings, but tell me about what is it that that wanted you to create this with her? What do you think was lacking? What do you think, why do you think that was this was so necessary? It was really interesting uh, for me to, to start seeing, I mean, initially when I met Martha, I was working uh, like on a totally different side. I was on the editorial side. I was working for Condenast as a correspondent for Glamour Mexico and Latin America. And I started to understand how much power like all the, the influencers had. And at that point, I didn't even have a presence. I started developing it because everyone around me was pushing me. Press was gone from the table. Like it was mostly influencers at all these dinners and lunches. And, and you saw that there was so much power. And so Martha had a very interesting experience that, that she just mentioned to you when she went to India and saw all these children. And we realized that this superpower that influencers already had could be used towards something bigger. And uh, it was just about channeling our purpose because, you know, like fashion and all the things that happen on social media can be so empty of meaning. But what happens if at least once a year, we all came together as a community to do something for, for, for a thing that was bigger than ourselves. And it was incredible to see how everyone loved the idea because I mean, from the core, we all want to do good to the world. We, we all have hopes for a better future for our children and even for ourselves. So it was just caving into that necessity and that thing that is truly part of the human nature, which is building community. And that's what I love so much about following you. Um, and I've been following you for a few years already because you, you're the perfect example of someone that, has a, that creates content but uses you know, you use your voice for good, you know, uh, everybody like, you know, you do it through a poem or you do it through going to bed. And, but it's always about giving a message of something that you're struggling with. But at the end of the day, it's a very positive message. And I think it's very powerful to do that because when you have, you know, when you have a following of so many people, it, you have so much impact on what do you say and not say? So I think what you guys are doing of joining forces and thinking of something greater than us. So I know that the Bazaar for Good, I know recently talking to, to Martha, you know, donates to different organizations. This year, the countries that will be benefit will be Mexico, Colombia, Brazil, and Venezuela. Can you share with us the organizations from these countries you will be donating? And how did you go about choosing these organizations? Absolutely. So actually, <laughs> COVID hit, uh, you know, like all the borders uh, started closing when Martha and I were in Bogota 
visiting La Cardio Infantil. Uh, La Cardio is the organization that we will be supporting in Colombia. And uh, it's beautiful because they do all this uh, like special periods of the year where they go for a couple of weeks. They take the surgeons and they just start doing like heart surgery to all these children that are underserved in their communities. And imagine what it means to have a new heart or to fix a tumor or to like all these things that they would, wouldn't have access. And these doctors dedicate hours and hours of their time just to help these children. Um, it's a beautiful organization. I was born myself with a heart problem that I was, you know, like it was very easy and it got healed very quite easily just because I had the care, but so many children do not. And uh, it all starts with a heart. It's, it's a beautiful organization. So literally COVID got us while we were visiting these children and while we were seeing the efforts of this organization. And we were quite astonished by the amount of care that they do and how much they're also helping their neighbor country, Venezuela, through these hard times, still um, helping their children as well. Um, the other organization that we're helping, the one in Mexico, is Mission Brain. Mission Brain is this incredible project headed by Dr. Q. Dr. Q is a neurosurgeon. He actually came to the United States as an illegal, undocumented um, immigrant a long time ago. He went through the system, worked his way up, uh, and from working just the land, he became this neurosurgeon that is revolutionizing the way that brain tumors are cured. So he has this system where it's actually like, like the tumor is taken out from the nose, And it's a non-invasive surgery that removes a brain tumor that otherwise would kill <laughs> thousands of people. And uh, he's also doing this for um, like just to help the children of Mexico in the pediatric hospital that we have there. Yeah. And uh, his work I, is fantastic. I had the opportunity to visit it with Celia. And it's, it's, ah, it's, really? Uh, it's, it's really amazing, the work. That I've, I've, I've had the, the privilege of of seeing the hospital, the work that they're doing, you know, the kids, you know, it's very impactful. And I think it's worth for all of you guys listening and that want to come and join forces with us because that's the whole point of this podcast. It's so beautiful. Also, when you get to go to the ground and see it live, it's really amazing. So for Brazil, we're going with Gerardo Falcones. <laughs> I, I cannot pronounce it well because my level of Portuguese is really bad. But what this organization is all about is supporting the children in the favelas. Like their mission, they want to, to basically eliminate uh, what we know as a favela right now, which is this area of, you know, a lot of violence and um, just problems because people don't have real houses and all of this. They want to destroy that concept and turn it into a place that actually builds future for the children of Brazil. Um, and so they bring art programs, sports programs, lots of things that will, you know, like move the mind of all these children that are growing up in these spaces to the best, uh, you know, environments possible that just powers up their imaginations and changes the conversation of what we know as a favela. And I love Venezuela is this organization that was founded by Santi Chumacero. And Santi Chumacero is a, a, an incredible warrior. Like even, even while she has been having some health issues of her own, she has fought for the children of Venezuela in every possible way, making sure that she can contribute to different causes that span from health to education to helping them build business uh, in a time where, as we know, Venezuela goes through such a, a difficult political moment that affects society in so many different ways. So I think that what is lovely is that all of them are, are related to children and they are related to long-term growth. 
And that's what makes this really special. We, we, we want to give back because we're most of us, I mean, here in Miami, there's such a huge Latin American community. And we all know that we have a responsibility to give back to our countries, given how, how lucky we've been to have the opportunities that we've had. Do the organizations change every year or can you add more organizations? How does that or you your consistency to the ones that you already work with? No, we change every year. Um, initially, the first year we worked for Shanti Bhavan. Shanti Bhavan is a long term um, organization because they take children from the the untouchables, you know, the lowest what is considered the lowest case in India, um, which are children that would never have opportunities just because of their last name, basically. And uh, they, t they educate them from the age of three until they find their first job. We love the system that uh, that organization had because it was really like long-term beyond. Like these children were formed inside the school. They were separated from their, from their families for most of the year. But that started bringing a lot of change into their different uh, societies because they could see further than what they had been taught to believe that they were. And um, the, the, the following year, we worked fully for Venezuela through four different organizations, because Venezuela is one of the countries that is in most need right now in Latin America. So that's why we wanted to support them once more, even if it was with a smaller percentage of, of um, the money that we make. That's great. So that's the NGO component. What about for a brand or for a person that has a lot of things in her closet? How can we participate in the event? Like, are there like a brand listening to us today that has, you know, stock to give us like, Are there any specifications that need to go in place to be able to participate as a brand to donate product? Yes, actually, we, we make it really easy. What, what we're looking for is just a very consistent uh, visual and curation. Like we want to only sell things that we would wear ourselves so that it's things that people really love the aesthetic and they know that they're going to find beautiful things on site. But what we ask from brands is that even from past collections, I don't want, you know, I'm, I actually love when it's past collections. I think that that fashion needs to be timeless. I don't believe in, in, in seasons or, or whatnot. And uh, we only ask for between 20 and 30 pieces. If they want to donate more, which is the case for some brands, we're very happy to, to, to receive more as well. And, um, well, they have to obviously be in perfect condition. If you have beautiful, previously loved items that you want to give to us as well, that's wonderful. We also loved previously loved items and uh, all the racks are branded in a very special way. And people love it. Like for me, it's one of the only days here in Miami where the community comes together in, uh, in, in such a special way because people come from all the different, uh, you know, like uh, circles, Usually you go to an event and there's always like, you know, who you're, who's going to be there right. in our event. There's such a mixture because, um, some people are there for the prices. Some people are there for the causes. Some people, so you have every age, every, every style of life. And that's wonderful to see. Um, and we also have sponsors. This is the first year that we're actually working directly with sponsors. Biosoms is our main sponsor, which is this beautiful and sustainable beauty brand. And um, we're also working with Gerard Bertrand, who is giving us the wines. We're working with Evian, who's giving us the water. Like, and it's all just the community coming together in a unique way. And of course, the Miami Design District, who has supported us ever since we began this project and to whom we're extremely grateful to. So I understand completely and the ones that are listening to us. 
20 to 30 items. The 20 to 30 items, do they have to be the exact product or it could be a mix of from the uh, A mix. We love just to have a mix so that there's uh, more options and we like every size. Um, we also want to have variety so that everyone can, can find beautiful pieces regardless of uh, what size they're used. So it's quite open in that way. And, you know, like so many brands in the end have to get rid of past inventory. Inventory, sorry. And uh, this is a great option for people to find a beautiful, a new way to, to, to combine these items or to bring them to life without that being the case. A hundred percent. And on top of that, as a business component, it's also tax deductible. Uh, uh, it's also tax deductible. Exactly. If you want to talk business. Okay, guys, <laughs> listen to this. 20 to 30 items. If you're an accessory designer, it could be 10 credit card holders, 10 wallets, and it could be 10 purses. They could be, it, it's a, it's a mix. It doesn't have to be the exact same skill. How, what about a person? Obviously there's a lot of content. Like if, if you know when when you guys sent me your deck and reached out to me, you know it's an amazing group of women that have joined forces. Many of these girls, you know, um, get so much product um, as a gift. I mean, I'm not I'm not an influencer, but I, I also through my plat through laughs, you know, I, I also get many gifts and you know many many I like, but it's very impossible to be able to wear <laughs> ones, you know, and if there's a way that I could give some of this product that maybe has never even been worn, I would be happy. Can a person also give product? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we really appreciate uh, previously loved uh, items. We actually have, there's this woman that um, she always donates to us. She, she's a huge buyer and beautiful things like shoes, but like, I, I don't think she ever wears them. And she always donates incredible am amounts of stuff. And they are some of the most popular items in our bazaar. So we really appreciate having previously loved items that are in, in, in great condition and that fit our, our yeah. curation. No way to shop her, her rack. Um, <laughs> pricing, how does that go? Like, how do you guys go about, okay, that all this product starts getting sent to you guys, you guys... Put together, take over the, you know, the Paradise Plaza, which is exactly where we did our last pop-up, which is for all of you guys in Miami, second floor, CZ Bar across from Chanel. You go the elevator, second floor, that's where the buzz, that's where the bazaar will be. How do you price? How do you go about pricing? Like, are the prices, I've never been. So is it like, is it affordable or you price it like what I would buy that product at their store? No, we price everything very affordable because we actually want to get rid of everything. So um, one of the things that we're planning to do this year is at the beginning, there's, you know, for the first people that arrive, like there's going to be a certain price. And then when it's one hour before the bazaar ends, it like prices are going to be like 50% off because what we want is for everything to be sold. Um, and again, like the, the pricing is way more accessible than if you were to to go to a store. That's the main thing that attracts uh, people to, to the bazaar, that they can get incredible items and they can also learn about beautiful brands that they might not have in the radar and that they get to see for the first time through the bazaar, which is also a wonderful opportunity for, for emerging designers. I'm so excited. I'm actually super excited to participate, A, collaborating with you guys. And I hope that laughs, it is the beginning of many years that we collaborate. Laughs will have, I don't know, I thought we were going to have one rack, but I think 
I think we're going to have a few racks um, of product that not only Latin brands, but American brands, uh, Friends of Laughs are donating to us. So I'm super, super excited. Um, you guys, this is an amazing opportunity to shop for a good cause. As a Latina living in this country, I mean, Danny said it, it's our responsibility to give back to all of those that are in need. And unfortunately, in this day and this DNA, mostly every country in Latin America, which is extremely sad and unfortunate, is in huge needs. So I really, really love what you guys do. Every podcast, um, we finish with one question to everyone, which is, what is your why? Oof, that's a, that's my why is just to understand that invisible thread that braids us together. Because I really think that it only takes for me in my in my personal life just to to see the visual, which is what I do when I braid my hair. You always see this one line, which is the one that has color. When you're able to see that thread, you're able to live in balance. And when you live in balance. There's always this sense of giving back and understanding that you're part of a whole. And what I wish is to make people see that. So I do it through the braiding, through my performances, through the things I write. I just want people to see that we're not just these lost bodies in a world that we don't understand. There's so much more to it. Because once you see it, your attitude towards every single living thing around you changes. And that's where I could see this... Uh, totally different format of the world, a, a more coherent world than the one that we see right now fighting ridiculous wars. Um, that's that's the reason why I wake up every morning and that's why I try to keep breathing through every element that I touch. And um, Estefania, I'm so grateful for for you, for, for Latin American Fashion Summit, the platform that you've built and how you really walk the talk when it comes to also bringing about uh, like using all the tools that you have to help in your community. Truly, truly appreciative of, of, of your efforts to, to help us and in general to bring the community together because you're also braiding. It's all about braiding. I love it. That's why I love your, your Instagram. You guys need to follow her. It's Journey of the Braid. It's beautiful. But she just told you the reason exactly of why she's wearing that braid. And I think it's such an amazing work what you girls are doing that now is not only the two of you, it's incredible, the community that you have built. I'm super, super proud. I'm very humble that you guys have reached out to us this year so that we can find a way to collaborate a little bit. Um, and hopefully this is the beginning of many years. And I'm super excited um, to all of you guys. We will be sending you guys a newsletter. We will be doing a post where we will be giving you guys all the details about how to how to collaborate, how to participate, how to come shop, how to learn more, how to if you know if you are if you have a company that wants to get involved as a sponsor, please reach out to us, reach out to them directly. It's all about joining forces to creating more of an impact. Danny, I can't thank you enough. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who is listening. We talked about the many different ways of supporting this significant project, so don't miss the chance to do so. If you want to find a way to collaborate with them, please make sure to check their website, their Instagram, and we will be sending a newsletter with all the details. Thanks so much.